Welcome to the Beef Up After Party. What up? Can we, you just talk us through what's about to happen here? Carnage. I'm not a big drinker, so this could get interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry if this microphone wears. Am I supposed to be serious or not on this? So it'll be basically be the same system. The same system, but, but with ours. Yeah. The total web meltdown. Okay, long story short, basically we screwed it up. Because this festival hasn't broken me enough. Oh, f it, motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Mother Beefop, Nick Fletcher's turn. Yes, yes, 50% of the brain's trust behind Beefop. He's actually still running some workshops at the festival this year, and Nick loves his sports, action sports, loves his motorbike, loves his mountain bikes. So his workshops this year are all around sports, uh, how to do, I think he mentions a flash-lit panning shot so all that sounds interesting but all jokes aside the techniques that nick is going to cover will be able to be transferred and used in just about any type of sports photography not just extreme sports from golf all the way through to enduro motorbike racing so if you are at all interested in sports and sports photography this is a must to get along to so jump on don't forget to book in this one if you want to check out nick's work nickfletchersportsphotography.com.au where you can see all of the work that Nick does. So, let's catch up with Nick. So, yes, we are here having a chat. It's Nick's turn this time because, you know, I almost forgot. You two actually do present and do some of the workshops at BFOP, right? He yeah. Even do, he even does some of the work at BFOP. Some. <laughs> some of. If you had to put BFOP. A, if you had to put a percentage on it, what would it be? Uh, it wouldn't be wouldn't be any more than about ninety percent. No, no, definitely not. Not over ninety, but probably mm, I don't know. Not under like eighty nine either. So, you know, yeah. In fact, it's a bit disappointing. We, you know, what we missed out. Like I know. So today's Father's Day that we're recording this, and we missed out on recording the Beefop Mother's Day special for Mother Beefop. We saw the Beefop. Yeah. The nineteenth, nineteenth. Uh... No, May. 4th or something like that, May 10th? Anyway. Not sure. But, yeah. but yes, Nick, you are the one that gave birth to BFOP. Yeah. How did that yeah. experience feel? Uh, stressful. Mm. Has it, how, how, how less stressful has it become as the years have gone on? Well, I've halved the stress because Matt does half of it. Oh, hold on. well, that's at least some credit because a second ago I, I was pulling my 10% weight. <laughs> so that's good. I'm excited about that. That's actually made my day. That's Thank a you. compliment. So yeah. obviously it's 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 different. So how like how was how did the planning and the thought process for this year go with obviously current situations? Run us through the the timeline on the or, or the the different stages in your mind you went through between lockdown, not in lockdown, lockdown again. What do we do? How do we make it work? Do we just cancel it? What what do we do? Well, Matt was always the voice of reason throughout this, so I was uh, I was like, "Yeah, hey, we should just run it, run it. It'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> we'll and just I think ferry we, um, everyone hashtag... across a secret border crossing and yeah, get them up there. Hashtag Freedom Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, so we were desperate to try and run it if we could in its traditional format. And then we sort of went to a cut-down format, as you know. And then uh, we realized we were going to have to do it online. And then um, we uh, we moved the date around. So it was pretty chaotic. Um, and sort of Matt had floated, I think Matt had floated this idea of we, well, we could do it online. And I was pretty skeptical, but the more we talked about it, the more, um, the more it looked like um, you could make something of it. Um, so I actually think it's going to be kind of interesting because we'll get people who couldn't otherwise come. Um, 
and uh, it's going to be a really sort of different and probably interesting dynamic to it. We'll see. And we've also, so from a planning perspective, though, I guess that the main part is that we've organised a meeting on Wednesday to pull the festival together. And so, <laughs> so I guess we'll report back. Yeah, just yeah. to cover off on those final details. Yeah, like how are we going to run this festival? So it'll be, I'll be interested to see that because obviously this, as you mentioned, this this can then reach out to many people that geographically can't get there in the traditional sense. So depending on how it goes, obviously very dependent on how this year goes, it could be interesting to see what next year's festival is like when we can have a physical one and maybe there's still this online further reaching component to it. Well, we might actually turn it into AFOP and just do like the Australian Festival oh. of Photography. Oh. And, um, yeah, well, we could we – could yeah, do something cool like that. No, I'm joking. We haven't, but we, haven't said, we haven't registered that name yet. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> so I'm sure Cam's already registered it. <laughs> he's just gone through the alphabet and he's got all other 25 letters. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so no, what do you not? So what? What do you normally do? Because it's changed over the years. I remember year one. You were well. You both were Astro Workshop. No, Matt wasn't there. You were. Were you there? Year? year one. You were. You were. Yeah, you were. You were. Yeah. I was probably the most memorable act, obviously. Um, yeah. I could have sworn I did. Was that must have been year two? No, no I was there. I was there. I was definitely. I was there. I was just. Um, I was just quietly crazy. sobbing in the corner for most of it because it was just so rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like my reputation. Wow, I really wow. This, this yeah. is what. But I've anyway, because I do remember doing astro workshops with you both on year one, and then I know you guys wanted to change that because it meant you couldn't be there for the drinking festivities mm. so you made sure that you weren't doing that last year what are we going to be doing this year nick for yourself well i'm i always like doing sports so i've got, do a, sports, I've got yeah. a sports workshop but actually it's probably um it's probably interesting for people who've only got a passing interest in in sport because it teaches um a lot of the basics behind flash photography um and I'm, I, I've, I've always had this sort of hypothesis that um, taking um, pictures of great sportsmen is easy because they're doing these amazing things and it's it's relatively easy to make them look relatively amazing. Like models, um, isn't it? Like yeah. photos of like decent models when they know what they're doing, you're just like, oh, well, you just click. I don't, know, but, I don't know if what I would agree with that, but okay, sure. But, you know, if, 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 if you've ever seen a picture of yourself like skiing or mountain biking or surfing – you look at it and go, well, that doesn't look like anything like it feels like. It looks pathetic. And that's so, because you're pathetic at that sport. <laughs> so, Nick, your problem basically is when people take a photo of you when you're doing sport and you're going, I don't I don't have a beer gut like that. That's a terrible photographer. Like You're saying the professional photographer because they know how to use Photoshop they, they can, and they shop that out. That you're saying it's a better, a better picture. <laughs> No, that is not what I'm saying. Because um, your your new plug-in for Lightroom could be like the gut replacement filter. It's like a, <laughs> like sky replacement, but you, you just brush you, wand your brush over it. No. Uh. Oh, are you are you selling your Photoshop action bundles on social media these days, Nick? Is that <laughs> it's no Nick's booty bundle? It's just like <laughs> it's just a liquefy tool. Normally three hundred today, thirty nine. It's is it. it just pay out on Nick morning, hey, is it? Come on, Nick. You've been, you've been involved in this long enough to know. So my point being that actually taking good photos of bad sportsmen is, is a real challenge. So um, uh, the whole premise of this workshop is I've got a really bad sportsman, i.e. my 12-year-old daughter, um, 
and we're going to go out and take some photos. And then the challenge back to the group is you go and do it. And I've done it in a way you can do these photos inside the house. Um, I did it across the road before we all got locked up, but um, you can do it. I did one in my backyard. You can do these photos inside the house. Um, on, on motorbikes. Well, we did it on, on a mountain bike, but you could, you could literally, you could like push your grandfather down the stairs and use these techniques to make this amazing a- action sequence. Just see a panning shot of granddad falling down that, the stairs. Like. That's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. We're, we're doing um, flash lit panning shots and, oh, and, cool. and, and an old man falling down the stairs would be fabulous. I actually think a really good one at the moment would be like someone rushing to the fridge. Like that feels like more of an ISO activity. So get them just like diving towards the open fridge. Just chuck a pillow on like the, the second shelf so that when they actually make contact, there's like, yeah. This could be like ISO <laughs> Olympics. Safety first. <laughs> a lock, lockdown Olympics. Lockdown Olympics. I like that. So we're going to, we're going to, I mean, and the other great thing about this is you don't need like a gazillion dollars of gear. I mean, the, the world's crappiest camera and a, like a $60 speed light and you're nailed, you're done. That's all you need. Um, and you're only shooting, you don't really need to focus. You're only shooting one frame at a time. So all of the things that you pay a lot for on cameras just don't matter. And you're shooting at a, at a, um, a narrow aperture. So you don't need like an expensive sort of, 1.4 lens or a 1.8 or 2.8 lens. You can use any lens. So it's a, it's a super thing to do. And it's um, a really unusual effect. When, when you see it, it makes the pictures look quite distinctive. Did you touch, did you touch on this in last year's workshops? No. No, so this is no, totally we did, new. We did, we, did some, we did some flash lit photography, but in a really different way. Um, this is a technique that I use a, a lot of the time, particularly where I'm close to... Um, uh, to an athlete, um, and you can use it in a million different ways. So you can use it to just freeze an athlete when it's dark. You can use it to make the a- athlete sharper when you're panning. You can do all sorts of really weird effects with it, um, and um, it looks outstanding. It's a great way of sort of giving the impression of motion while still having a sharp image. Um, so I'm a, I'm a huge fan. If you actually sort of pick apart a lot of my pictures you'll see this is the technique i've used and it's kind of it's kind of the foundation to every other sort of element of flash lit sports photography i think this is kind of like when you look at the difference between doing what you're talking about with a panning shot versus just your straight you know sports shot people go oh really fast shutter speeds it's kind of like the difference between photographing someone on a bike and they look like they're actually you know moving as you say or if you if you use the traditional approach of just really fast shutter speeds you know when you see cyclists stopped at the lights and they're just trying their hardest not to fall over like a complete doofus because they just in front of all the cars, they, they and they're just sitting there like clicking. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the difference. You you can make the fastest cyclist on the planet look like they're stopped at the lights, or if you use this technique, you can get some. Um, you get the the, the vibe. Yeah, we've got feeling. lots of vibe, lots of vibe. Yeah. And then, so we're going to do the sort of you know, here's how you take it, um, and then I'm going to talk. Uh, a little bit about how we edit those shots and I won't be using the gut replacement tool that Matt's been talking about, but that's because it's your 12 year old daughter on the bike. I'd like to think not. And because no, 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 because people, people aren't allowed to use that unless they buy it off his website. (laughs) But, But it's fair to say, it's fair to say that, um, particularly for these sort of shots, they require a little bit more work. Um, probably in Photoshop for many of them just to get the best out of them because you, you, you've got some weird mismatching lightings that sometimes occur. 
um, you're having to make the background really quite dark to get the person to stand out. Um, and, and generally in sports shots, because you've got these kind of nasty, weird green foliage behind, you're going to have to play with the colour a little bit to make it just a little bit more, more appealing. And I'm going to walk through that. We're going to walk through a really simple, you know, here's how you do it in Lightroom, and then um, a much more challenging sort of Photoshop uh, uh, component where we'll, we'll probably lose half the audience but amuse me. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's all that matters. But that's, it's, it's a good point, and it's important to point out, like – you, Matt, Matt mentioned the cyclists and you talk about bikes and motorbikes, but it could be anything. It could be from cars to people running to give that that uh, representation of movement and speed, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I use, use it on running athletes quite often. Um, I mean, I, 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 I think they're sort of some of the, the, the results that get the biggest appreciation if you've got young kids. So if you've got like a five-year-old grandchild or child, um, you go and use these techniques on them, whether they're running around the garden or whether they're riding their tricycle or whatever it is, they, they suddenly look like a hero and the parents just can't believe it. And it's, a, again, simple technique to use. Um, so anything that moves, you can use it on. Dogs, cats, anything. That sounds good. So no Astro this year? No, Matt's doing the Astro. Matt's Astro. doing the Astro. Mm. So, Nick, you're doing one workshop, is that correct? No, so, two. Two. Pulling your weight there, bud. Are they two, is it the same workshop on two different days? No, 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 no. So the, the second part is I'm doing a, a sports uh, photography image critique. It's sort of part part two of the um, of the first workshop in that anyone who's gone away and practiced it all the technique and wants um, wants me to have a look at them, very happy to. And more generally, if you've got um, uh, if you've got an image um, you want to critique, then uh, we can do that in that session. And I'll be talking about the way I think about um, sports photography more generally and the framework I use to think about uh, sports photographs. Is this actually just the outlet that you mentioned that you wanted where you could be the grumpy old man and you could just slag off everyone's photos? Yeah, I'm just going to tear apart people's hmm. photos. Okay. Just as an encouragement to everyone to get involved. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't, I don't, Wes, you know how I'm a very positive, encouraging person. Unless, you know, Matt puts one of his images in, in which case, stand by. <laughs> I think I'm going to try one of these shots. I, I, I feel like I'm going to try it and I want, to, I want to jump in on that workshop. I wonder if we can just anonymously slide one of Matt's in and just see if you can pick it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put mm. one in there and I'm going to give myself like a lovely old, you know, um, a very sort of traditional name like Beatrice or, or Betty. And I just want to see Nick absolutely throw glowing reviews at my photograph. And then I'm going to record that, change my name at last minute and be like, woo. I'm going to be very, very his- suspicious of anyone, any older ladies with a D850 who send an image in. I'll be very, very <laughs> suspicious. Or Matthew Carmen's. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a lot of fun. And so what you're saying though as well is that you're, uh, if people came to your workshop um, last year, that they shouldn't be like, oh, you know, been there, done that. This is something a bit different. Oh, no, this is quite different. I don't think we covered this at all. Wow, I didn't know and- that you knew two things. Like that's pretty <laughs> exciting in itself. I'm just, I'm just impressed and happy that he's that he's coming up with new stuff and not just recycling last year's workshops. Yeah, I, oh, know, right? I could. I, it was the access to two professional, um, extreme enduro motorcyclists that proved a little bit of a hazard on this one. Um, <laughs> you should just get them to live stream their GoPro cam, yeah. uh, whilst they're going over the jumps, and, and they could be part of the Zoom chat. 
But I, I mean, the, the the last year's is an exact example of this. It was relatively easy to get some good good shots of two brilliant motorcyclists sort of jumping off cliffs into rivers. That sort of the lighting techniques we use there would not have looked anywhere near as impressive on on you know Alice age twelve. Um, but this does, this this does, and you know equally, you know we probably wouldn't wanted to have everyone standing a foot from those motorcyclists doing sort of eighty k's an hour. Um, which is what you need to do with this technique. So um uh it's so um, try this at home basically. Yeah. Yeah, this this is this is one you can, you know, you, you can use at home with slower moving objects. Yeah. If you live near a busy road, you just jump out just off the gutter mm. and um and as those cars and motorbikes go past, you said point blank range was it? Was it? About a foot about a foot about works a foot. fine. Yeah, just watch out for those mirrors on the side. Air insurance company, <laughs> air insurance company don't listen to these podcasts, do they? Ah, yeah. well, <laughs> we don't have an insurance company this year. <laughs> Not anymore. We don't need. We don't need one this year, apparently. <laughs> so okay. So that's good. So anyone that is interested in any kind of sports slash action photography will be able to get something out of this. Yeah, because I think I mean even if you're really familiar with the sort of technique we start with, I think the latter part where we're starting to talk about how you look at um, tone and color and contrast in an image. Um, I think they will find interesting. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a couple of techniques I use to bring out sort of um, some of the sort of fine detail in an athlete that sort of makes them look gritty and sweaty and uh, and whatever that, um, you know, you may not have seen quite this way before. What about a golf photographer? Well, golf, this would this work brilliantly in golf because you'd have the um, the follow through on the, uh, on the club and then the club frozen in in the frame that would work really well um never thought of that but yeah that would that would work brilliantly that was good that was a quick response too i thought i might catch you off guard there but no apparently not okay so tickets are still on sale is there anything else people need to know what else is happening on the weekend there's there's more than just workshops right well we got our, 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 our games nights games nights yeah, we haven't really spoken night. about these yet should so we actually two, tell we? people about these if we want people to tune in or well matt you go uh well there's two of them um and they're games nights um, no, we've got the, the the classic Never Have I Ever, which is a, a very fun drinking game. And I'll, I'll say that we've got a, a pretty good lineup on, on the panel for that one where we basically run through things that photographers may or may not have done. And uh, if, of course, you have done that um, usually embarrassing thing, um, then uh, you are required to take a sip of your beverage. And, we, and we've and uh, we hoping to distribute some breathalyzers just to make sure that people are not cheating in this game. Um, the second game tonight we have is a bit of a story behind the shot, um, which was an absolute laugh last year. So probably one of the most popular sessions that we did. Basically, we're getting our photographers to talk people um, through a story behind their shot, but we have a secret word they're not allowed to say. And the secret word is usually something pretty obscure that they're unlikely to say in the first place. Um, but uh, but when they do say it, then there is a, a certain punishment involved in that. So, um, yeah, big laugh. But also, you know, even if you're not into drinking games, it's actually quite interesting to hear the stories behind the shot. You just need to kind of get past the slurring and, um, yeah, the kind of doped out look on their faces after round two. Because if you do, if you do enjoy a good story, there were a couple of absolute pearlers from last year. Absolutely, and we got some the, the people we've got on this year for that game in particular. There, I know that there's some great stories there. Um, yeah, but that's a secret. We're not telling you who's coming on those yet, so you just Ooh. have to rock up and find out. And of course, especially with the never have I ever attendees could play along as well if they've done the stupid and embarrassing things that we talk about. 
Absolutely. We just don't take any responsibility for what they do when they're in the hideously drunken state on the floor. Yes, and we yeah, recommend responsible consumption. Something like that. Oh, but that, that, that is a point, Wes. We are yeah. open to anyone joining that session. Just send us your photo, give us a pitch behind it, and um, uh, and if it's even slightly amusing, we'll put you on the stage. Oh, for the story behind the shot? Yeah. yeah. There might even be a prize in it for you. Uh, Who knows? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So if you do it, and it's, and it's not a... Okay, so I, I walked through the river and I set my tripod up here and my settings were... Uh, this F has to be a 14. story where we're like, wow, that deserves a book. Yeah. You know, there should be there should be some sort of written literature behind how ridiculous that moment was. Mm. And usually, you know, it's good if there's something funny in it. If it's just straight out extreme, that can be kind of fun. But, um, you know, we like to hear the ones where people climb up to the top of mountains and spend days getting there only to find out that it was the wrong time of year and that it was completely covered in fog and they got absolutely nothing out of it and nearly lost their toes in frostbite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I remember one that involved a, a, a capsized boat and a submerged... Uh, Nikon, what? Yeah, there's a whole road case of Nikon gear submerged in the ocean. And a scalped boat oh, what, what happened? That was that was like a tenth of the story involved. Yeah, a bloke on a surfboard too. jumping out of a helicopter. Um, it was <laughs> that was the like, less impressive. Part of it. <laughs> Wes is just terrified. He's like, no, but they lost all the gear. <laughs> yeah, like, well, they almost lost their lives as well. So there you was, know, was, like, all that equipment that is sitting on the bottom of the ocean. So that just gives you an insight as to the kind of stories we're after. So if you do have an interesting story behind an image send it in and you might send find it yourself... to nick at beefopaustralia.com nick yeah. at beefopaustralia.com yeah and nick n-i-c-k all right anything else to tell us other than tickets are still on sale the festival's no. just hours away oh, God. <laughs> moments away <laughs> it's gonna be a laugh it's gonna be a laugh it's gonna be great fun all right nick thank you buddy look forward to it good luck uh with your presentation see ya so if you're at all interested in sports photography, this is a workshop that you've got to get to for the weekend. So check the schedule, check when it is, make sure it's in the diary, make sure you don't miss out, make sure you've got your tickets, head to beefopaustralia.com.au and search for Bright Festival of Photography on Facebook to make sure you're a part of the group because that's going to be a heap of fun over the weekend as well. See you guys soon.